This is Everyday Light, a perfectly imperfect reading of the One Year Daily Bible. I'm Molly, a fellow pilgrim on the road to the kingdom, and it is a joy to have you traveling this journey with me, with the Word of God as a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Welcome. This is the One Year Bible Reading for October 17th, and we are in the book of Jeremiah this morning, starting in chapter 30. And I am happy to report that the Lord has some good news for Jeremiah today. The Lord gave another message to Jeremiah. He said, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Write down for the record everything I have said to you, Jeremiah. For the time is coming when I will restore the fortunes of my people to Israel and Judah. I will bring them home to this land that I gave to their ancestors, and they will possess it and live here again. I, the Lord, have spoken. This is the message the Lord gave concerning Israel and Judah. This is what the Lord says. I have heard the people crying. There is only fear and trembling. Now, let me ask you a question. Do men give birth to babies? Why then do they stand there, ashen-faced, hands pressed against their sides like women about to give birth? In all history, there has never been such a time of terror. It will be a time of trouble for my people Israel. Yet in the end, they will be saved. For in that day, says the Lord Almighty, I will break the yoke from their necks and snap their chains. Foreigners will no longer be their masters. For my people will serve the Lord their God and David their king, whom I will raise up for them. So do not be afraid, Jacob, my servant. Do not be dismayed, Israel, says the Lord, for I will bring you home again from distant lands, and your children will return from their exile. Israel will return and will have peace and quiet in their own land, and no one will be able to make them afraid. For I am with you and will save you, says the Lord. I will completely destroy the nations where I have scattered you, but I will not destroy you. But I must discipline you. I cannot let you go unpunished. This is what the Lord says. Yours is an incurable bruise, a terrible wound. There is no one to help you or bind up your injury. You are beyond the help of any medicine. All your allies have left you and do not care about you anymore. I have wounded you cruelly as though I were your enemy. For your sins are many and your guilt is great. Why do you protest your punishment, this wound that has no cure? I have had to punish you because your sins are many and your guilt is great. But in that coming day, all who destroy you will be destroyed and all your enemies will be sent into exile. Those who plunder you will be plundered and those who attack you will be attacked. I will give you back your health and heal your wounds, says the Lord. Now you are called an outcast, Jerusalem for whom no, nobody cares. But the Lord says this, When I bring you home again from your captivity and restore your fortunes, Jerusalem will be rebuilt on her, ash, on her ruins. The palace will be reconstructed as it was before. There will be joy and songs of thanksgiving, and I will multiply my people and make of them a great and honored nation. Their children will prosper as they did long ago. I will establish them as a nation before me, and I will punish anyone who hurts them. They will have their own ruler again, and he will not be a foreigner. 
I will invite him to approach me, says the Lord, for who would dare come unless invited? You will be my people, and I will be your God. Look, the Lord's anger bursts out like a storm, a driving wind that swirls down on the heads of the wicked. The fierce anger of the Lord will not diminish until it has finished all his plans. In the days to come, you will understand all this. In that day, says the Lord, I will be the God of all the families of Israel, and they will be my people. I will care for the survivors as they travel through the wilderness. I will again come to give rest to the people of Israel. Long ago, the Lord said to Israel, I have loved you, my people, with an everlasting love. With unfailing love, I have drawn you to myself. I will rebuild you, my virgin Israel. You will again be happy and dance merrily with tambourines. Again, you will plant your vineyards on the mountains of Samaria and eat from your own gardens there. The day will come when watchmen will shout from the hill country of Ephraim, Come, let us go up to Jerusalem to worship the Lord our God. Now this is what the Lord says, Sing with joy for Israel. Shout for the greatest of nations. Shout out with praise and joy. Save your people, O Lord, the remnant of Israel. For I will bring them from the north and from the distant corners of the earth. I will not forget the blind and lame, the expectant mothers and women about to give birth. A great company will return. Tears of joy will stream down their faces, and I will lead them home with great care. They will walk beside quiet streams and not stumble. For I am Israel's father, and Ephraim is my oldest child. Listen to this message from the Lord, you nations of the world. Proclaim it in distant coastlands. The Lord who scattered his people will gather them together and watch over them as a shepherd does his flock. For the Lord has redeemed Israel from those too strong for them. They will come home and sing songs of joy on the heights of Jerusalem. They will be radiant because of the many gifts the Lord has given them, the good crops of wheat, wine, and oil, and the healthy flocks and herds. Their life will be like a watered garden, and all their sorrows will be gone. The young women will dance for joy, and the men, old and young, will join in the celebration. I will turn their mourning into joy. I will comfort them and exchange their sorrow for rejoicing. I will supply the priests with an abundance of offerings. I will satisfy my people with my bounty. I, the Lord, have spoken. This is what the Lord says. A cry of anguish is heard in Ramah, mourning and weeping unrestrained. Rachel weeps for her children, refusing to be comforted, for her children are dead. I was just reading in Matthew about... Um, Herod killing the, uh, the young children in Bethlehem after hearing that the king had been born there. And, and uh, Matthew quotes this very verse. But now the Lord says, do not weep any longer for I will reward you. Your children will come back to you from the distant land of the enemy. There is hope for your future, says the Lord. Your children will come again to their own land. I have heard Israel saying, you disciplined me severely, but I deserved it. I was like a calf that needed to be trained for the yoke and plow. Turn me again to you and restore me, for you alone are the Lord my God. I turned away from God, but then I was sorry. I kicked myself for stupidity. 
I was thoroughly ashamed of all that I did in my younger days. Is not Israel still my son, my darling child, asked the Lord. I had to punish him, but I still love him. I long for him and surely will have mercy on him. Set up road signs, put up guideposts, mark well the path by which you came. Come back again, my virgin Israel, return to your cities here. How long will you wander, my wayward daughter? For the Lord will cause something new and different to happen. Israel will embrace her God. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says, when I bring them back again, the people of Judah and its cities will again say, the Lord bless you, O righteous home, O holy mountain, and city dwellers and farmers and shepherds alike will live together in peace and happiness. For I have given rest to the weary and joy to the sorrowing. At this, I woke up and looked around my sleep had been very sweet. First Timothy chapter two. I, Paul, urge you, Timothy, first of all, to pray for all people. As you make your requests, plead for God's mercy upon them and give thanks. Pray this way for kings and all others who are in authority so that we can live in peace and quietness, in godliness and dignity. This is good and pleases God our Savior, for he wants everyone to be saved and to understand the truth. For there is only one God and one mediator who can reconcile God and people. He is the man, Christ Jesus. He gave his life to purchase freedom for everyone. This is the message that God gave to the world at the proper time. And I have been chosen this is the absolute truth as a preacher and apostle to teach the Gentiles about faith and truth. So wherever you assemble, I want men to pray with holy hands lifted up to God, free from anger and controversy. And I want women to be modest in their appearance. They should wear decent and appropriate clothing and not draw attention to themselves by the way they fix their hair or by wearing gold or pearls or expensive clothes. For women who claim to be devoted to God should make themselves attractive by the good things that they do. Women should learn and listen and learn quietly and submissively. I do not let men, uh, sorry, women teach men or have authority over them. Let them listen quietly. For God made Adam first and afterward he made Eve. And it was the woman, not Adam, who was deceived by Satan and sin was the result. But women will be saved through childbearing and by continuing to live in faith, love, holiness, and modesty. Psalm 87. On the holy mountain stands the city founded by the Lord. He loves the city of Jerusalem more than any other city in Israel. O city of God, what glorious things are said of you. I will record Egypt and Babylon among those who know me. Also, Philistia and Tyre, and even distant Ethiopia, they have all become citizens of Jerusalem. And it will be said of Jerusalem, everyone has become a citizen here. And the Most High will personally bless this city. When the Lord registers the nations, he will say, this one has become a citizen of Jerusalem. At all the festivals, the people will sing, the source of my life is in Jerusalem. Proverbs 25, 18 and 19. Telling lies about others is as harmful as hitting them with an ax. 
wounding them with a sword or shooting them with a sharp arrow. Putting confidence in an unreliable person is like chewing with a toothache or walking on a broken foot. And to end today, I wanted to share with you again from the one year praying through the Bible. This one on the first verses we read in the New Testament, 1 Timothy 2, 1 and 2. I urge you, first of all, to pray for all people. As you make your requests, plead for God's mercy on them and give them, give thanks. Pray this way for kings and all others who are in authority. And this is called, Lord, bless my enemies. Paul knows that nothing of eternal significance happens without prayer, so he urges young Timothy, pray for all people, and he gets specific about who all is in verse 2, kings and those in authority. If I had been Timothy, I would have protested Paul. Those in authority threw you into prison, and Nero is capturing our brothers and sisters, covering them with tar and using them as human torches to light his gardens. Surely you don't expect me to plead for mercy and give thanks for these enemies of the cross. Does Paul really expect us to beg God's mercy for those who ruthlessly inflict pain on us? Paul fully understood God's great mercy and patience with him, the worst of sinners. If we truly grasp the mercy and patience God has graciously given us, it's easier to pray mercy for our enemies. God's mercy causes people to turn from evil and come to repentance. His mercy brings unlikely people to salvation. We can even thank God for our enemies because we know he uses everything, even them, to accomplish his good purposes. Gracious Father, thank you for your mercy that brought me to salvation. Thank you for using my enemies to drive me to my knees and to root out pride and produce humility. I pray for your mercy on the enemies of your cross, mercy that will lead them to repentance and salvation. Thank you that in your mercy, you will use all things to fulfill your eternal purposes. And I love this quote from St. Nikolai of Zicha and Akrid. He says, truly, enemies have cut me loose from the world and have stretched out my hands to the hem of your garment. Bless my enemies, O Lord, even I bless them and do not curse them. Have a beautiful day. I love you all.